Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. Hi and welcome to another episode of Business and Heels podcast. This is episode seven and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Did you know that 70% of your immune system is in your gut? And this means that more than ever, what you eat and your diet choices are incredibly important for maintaining optical, optimal health and wellness. And lifestyle factors, they can compromise your gut bacteria, such as poor sleep and stress, just to name a few. Now, someone who is passionate about all things health and wellness is my guest today, Desiree Taylor. And at the age of just 26, whilst playing hockey for the New South Wales women's team and working as a manager for a large global firm, Desiree was struck down, bedridden for six months with chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, no conventional medicine could help her, so she embarked on a journey to help herself heal through natural medicine, leading to her study at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Desiree is a certified holistic health coach running a business, Free Yourself Holistic Health Coaching, and branch director for Business in Heels, Sydney and Penrith. Now, on today's show, Desiree is going to be sharing why it's so important to put our health and wellness first above everything else. Don't wait until you're sick or ill with chronic condition that's going to change your life and a new approach that'll help you change uh, your thoughts and of course change your life. So welcome to the show Desiree. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Thank you for having me. Look, I can really see that you're certainly passionate about uh, all areas of health and wellness. As we said, 70% of your immune system is in your gut, which many people don't uh, don't even know about. But your story at the age of 26, you were playing, you know, a, a high sported, you know, New South Wales women's team working as a manager for a large global firm and out of the blue struck down uh, with chronic fatigue syndrome. It, it was uh, devastating at the time, but now that I look back, it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. <laughs> yes. So highly inconvenient. And um, I used to have what I thought or what you could call, you know, a great life CV, so to speak. And yes. I'm saying CV with inverted commas mm-hmm. at the top. Um, so, you know, I was ticking all the boxes, great job, um, great accomplishments with with hockey, um, you know, had a brilliant social life and a nice uh, place to live and my relationship was great. So all these things were going for me and I was probably at the peak of my um, career and thought I was doing, you know, the right thing and I was thought I was eating, you know, relatively okay, supporting my fitness regime and I was exercising. So I thought, you know, I'm going I'm to be doing what every normal person is doing I'll be I'll be fine and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm healthy I kept pushing through I had what you would call the busy syndrome so I would race at 100 miles an hour I would try to fit so much into my day my to-do lists were endless and 
You know, at the same time, what I ignored, which I now realize was the fundamental part of my body trying to communicate to me was the subtle little symptoms mm. that I had, you know, maybe even for, for many years. So when I say subtle symptoms, I mean constant, uh, you know, cold, if it's winter would come around, I would get colds and flus and I just thought that's what happened. Um, allergy season would come around, I'd get allergies. I'd mm. have headaches on and off. I'd have trouble sleeping at night. So I often say I used to cool down with a couple of glasses of wine and wake up with some coffee <laughs> just to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, I had aches and pains, uh, bloating, gut problems, weight problem, you know, weight that didn't come off even though I was doing all this training. Um, my gosh, and, you know, this underlying depression and anxiety that I was just masking with superficial pleasures and I could go on. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It, um, my body was trying to communicate to me, but I, I didn't listen to it. I was too busy trying to do too much and achieve too much until life told me otherwise. Yes. And I think sometimes that, that will happen, why not? Well, not sometimes, it will happen when your body sends you uh, small signs and indications, hang on a minute, something needs to change. If we don't listen to it, it's just going to take matters into its own hand and, and basically then you have to listen. For you, six months, bedridden, chronic fatigue syndrome, I think many people um, can write. I mean, I've got some you know, close colleagues who've also had chronic fatigue syndrome. They still today even need to be very, very careful they need to be monitor their bodies and similarly that you experience that you had they've been to the doctors all sorts of doctors mm-hmm. couldn't get the help um and so it had to go on their own journey to to find you know a solution so thank i mean yes i mean i would not wish anything like this on anyone but having gone through this now you are, are now sharing what we can do before we even get to that stage what lessons now are you starting to share insights to help us recognize you know what we do need to start to make a change health and wellness first above everything else yeah um well i look i totally agree with that and that is very much health and wellness first above everything else and i i very much believe in practicing what i preach Mm -hmm. and that's the way i live so even you know most recently i'm i'm a new mum with a bub of six months old and I, um, being a, a owner of two businesses and getting back into the workforce when he was about six weeks old, <laughs> I didn't know whether that was a good thing or bad thing. But mm-hmm. recently I've had to make changes in my life to let go of some things that are not important because my health was communicating to me again. So I see those communication things as a blessing because it's the only way your body knows how to tell you, hey, hold on, you know, something's not working. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a society, we are so trained from young to think that success is defined as the accolades we receive, the accomplishments we obtain, you know, maybe a university degree or trying to be picture perfect in the eyes of society. Whereas it can be as simple as, you know, being happy every day. Mm -hmm. To me, that's, success you know really truly being happy and healthy um and just content with life so i think it's it's very difficult because you know in the world that we do live in today we are so accustomed to wanting to push ourselves and thinking that we need to be busy and we need to be doing so much. I call it a doing so much syndrome and the busy yeah. syndrome because it literally is a syndrome. Mm-hmm. And what takes the back burner on all of this is, is our health. And we 
ignore things that are very subtle, such as it could be like headaches or maybe just even something as small as, you know, a lack of energy or, you know, a little bit of fatigue in the afternoon uh, Mm. or even after you eat a meal, fatigue kicks in when it should really energize you. So really subtle little symptoms like that we just ignore and yeah. we push it on the back burner because we've got, you know, whether it's a family, a job, um, side businesses, you know, we've got a grocery done, we've got to put the washing out, we've got to go see friends and socialise, we've got to, you know, please the relatives, we've got to, you know, put everyone else first and put our, our, our life first except for our health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And that can be 100% costly. So what I very much preach and what I've, realize and learned the hard way unfortunately (laughs) is that when you are healthy and when you are well mentally physically and emotionally and especially when you feel like the best version of yourself life becomes easier so much easier and it's easier to give more to your kids your husband your family your friends your work because you're not struggling and you're not suffering so becoming healthy and well and being the best version of yourself holistically can have such a profound ripple effect into all aspects of your life uh, mm-hmm. because we don't have to suffer. So that's really the message that I want to get out to the world. Yeah, look, it's really important. By the way, I was just saying before we pressed record to Desiree because you've got a little one, as you said, already. Been- and I said to her, don't worry if there's a little bit of noise. I'm in my home studio. And <laughs> I said, my little what pooch, my little, we call his name is Muffin. He's a Maltese. He said, he's just getting his um, hair cut, you know, the clipper is, what do <laughs> I, I call him the hairdresser, but it's obviously not for dogs. I said, as soon as he comes in, he'll be barking because you want to show off his his new haircut and that's him in the background but just ignore him I'll, I'll look at him later that's all right <laughs> look what you were saying I think is key that the fact and particularly many of us who are listening or going to be listening to this interview with you Desiree we are in business and for some of us we may also be working corporate so we're juggling a number of different things as well as family and it is true what you said almost there is a badge of honor that yes. the busier we are, the more successful that we should be or, or somehow, yeah. you know, which is absolutely wrong for a start. It's not looking after ourselves, health and well, wellness at all. But also, too, for some of us who do have great systems in place, we've got support systems and we give ourselves permission to do one of the most important things, which is to rest when we need rest, to do the things, you know, that will allow our bodies to refresh, re-energize and recuperate. The most important thing that's almost it's it's like a guilty pleasure isn't it and we just push on yeah and and I think what we need to do is get to a point to recognize that just as all of the things on our to-do list that we have to do is a general task for work business being a mum and and a wife and so forth so important is to rest recuperate whatever that may be for you to take that that time but when we do have the right systems and support in place we shouldn't have to be running crazy should we we should just be as productive as possible and and yeah maintain our our health and wellness for sure yes yeah, one hundred percent. I think you hit the nail on the head there, where you said that guilty conscience creeps in. Yes, and you know that's one of the things that I learnt along my journey was I 
am very much a perfectionist and very much a stubborn, independent woman <laughs> who wants to do everything themselves. Mm -hmm. So when I literally was in bed and could not even make a meal or could not even wash my hair or could not even, you know, walk to the bathroom, it was, it was dire straits for me. I had no choice but to suck it up yes. and let my partner help me. And um, me and my partner actually had to move back into my parents' place at the wow. time because it was too hard to look after me. And um, so I had to let my partner in. I had to let my parents in. I had to, mm -hmm. you know, seek help from everyone else. And that was actually one of the hardest things to do. And I, I because I felt, you know, oh, gosh, why are these people helping me? I should be doing more to help mm -hmm. them and I should be doing this and I should be. And that, that word should be should be eliminated from our vocabulary. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because, because even it, that emotional thinking about that, that causes stress, that's not healthy for us either, is it, to have those thoughts running through our, our mind? Very much so. And, you know, a huge part of health and wellness is your diet and lifestyle choices. But I'm a big believer in you change your thoughts, you change your life, as, mm -hmm. you know, the lovely Wayne Dwyer said, because your thoughts and emotions, especially your thoughts, do dictate actual physical sensations in the body. So um, when you are constantly beating yourself up with that internal dialogue that's negative, so, you know, oh, I can't let this person help them and I feel like I'm failing life and why aren't I doing more and I'm, I shouldn't be resting, you know, those particular types of thoughts that women very regularly have, mm -hmm. that literally creates a stress hormone cortisol in the body. And excess cortisol over time can lead to blood sugar problems, um, inflammation in the body, and that leads to a cascade of chronic illnesses when we are suffering from that ongoing. So mm. physically, our thoughts create a stress response in the body, which is not good for us. Yes. And I think too, sometimes we are very f familiar already or aware of some of the choices that we are not taking and should be taking as far as our health and wellness. But we often don't recognize the stresses around the emotional aspect of our mm -hmm. lives that we're putting. And that in itself can be far um, greater impact, if you will. And if that is, is combined with a lot of the physical stresses that we put on ourselves, uh, then yeah, absolutely. We really could be setting ourselves up to the point where the body says, you know what, if you're not going to look after yourself. I almost had to chuckle when you said about having other people do things. I'm the sort of person that would clean before the cleaner came because I didn't want her to have, you know, and it was like, what? But, you know, we are. We Sometimes you just have these funny yes. things that we think, oh, my goodness, when we look back. But I think one of the key things and lessons here is don't feel guilty when you're looking after yourself because how often as women, if we are mothers and we've got family, yeah. siblings and so forth, we would not expect others to stress themselves out, wear themselves down on our behalf. Why are we expecting from ourselves to do that when we, sh we certainly wouldn't do expect that from other people, yes? Spot on, absolutely spot on. And, you know, I recently spoke at the Mind Body Spirit Festival and when I do my talks, the not, one of the things that I say in order for women to make changes and, you know, take steps to become healthier, happy versions of themselves is one of the fundamental most important steps is be kind to yourself. Mm. You know, no one is not no one is perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. The world is not perfect, but that's okay. And instead of beating ourselves up for all our imperfections and um, you know, wanting to give, 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 take some of that back and be selfish, I say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's and it's not something that we're programmed to think or a way that we're programmed to think from young. We're accustomed to, you know, 
think to give and really exert ourselves and that can be a good thing of course giving and being kind to others is is a great thing but make sure that you're also filling up your own um, energy basket as I like to call it and giving back to yourself yes I remember a beautiful story I heard of a mother who had said to her children imagine me mummy as a fruit bowl and every time I give to you share to you listen to you do things for you I'm taking a piece of fruit and I'm giving it to you gets to a stage where that fruit bowl is empty which means mummy needs to have a rest so what she said to her children I, I don't know what age they were but she would just say to them mummy needs to fill her fruit bowl and they knew when she said that they were to leave her alone whatever but I love that but it's true and and I think when we share that with those around us in other words share the needs that we have and feel confident to be able to do that we actually empower those people around us to be able to give us the support but by doing so as women and mothers and sisters and, and wives and so forth we also are role models for the people around us too that it's important for them to also state what's what's good for them and what they need as well it's so important isn't it it's 100 important and i love that fruit bowl analogy I use a very similar analogy, but that is that it that is basically perfect, and it sums things up very well. And I think you know what you mentioned is when you are, when you do inform people of your boundaries and make them aware that hey, I need to take some time out for myself. Mm -hmm. It also kind of shines the mirror at that person as well, and they think, oh well, actually maybe I could do the same. It gives yes. them permission to do the same. So recently, um, as I mentioned, I've had to take a, a step back from things because um, I was noticing my energy dwindling and that's the first sign for me and mm. I definitely don't want to go back into slipping into what I was before. So I still have to be quite conscious of it but I feel like it's a gift because once that happens I look at my life and I think okay where, where can I draw back and refill my energy bucket yeah. and that means you know for me it meant telling my friends that um, all social occasions are out. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry but I can't um, – <laughs> Uh, catch up for this or particular coffee or this meeting and I had to be really vigilant and even though you feel like you're not there or you might feel like you're not there for that person at the time it gives them permission to do something for themselves and it yes. gives them permission to to be selfish in their own way and it creates mm -hmm. a bit more awareness and consciousness around it which I think has a great ripple effect in the world so yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very conscious of that and the energy basket and filling the fruit basket is a brilliant analogy. So mm -hmm. making sure you tell the people around you what you're doing um, is a great thing. And you, very quickly you'll notice that, you know, you don't lose friends. Your good friends will stay around. Um, your kids obviously are not going anywhere. They will understand too. But as you said, it creates those wonderful boundaries and so it's a really good example um, for kids especially and for those around you of what they can do themselves to help their health and wellness. Yeah, so, so important. And one of the things I think that you've mentioned that is very important to you around your approach, and I think this is valuable insight to share with, with our, us today, is that we shouldn't look for quick fixes. This is a long-term approach. So in other mm -hmm. words, any boundaries we start to put up now in order to protect uh, our energy uh, and so forth. We need to look at doing this on an ongoing basis because, as you said, I mean, even though now uh, you are very mindful, you, you monitor your activity, if you continue to then 
build up stress, build up the busyness like you had done previously, you would find yourself back in the same situation. And that we need to learn that as a lesson too. This should be something that we do every single day, every single week, forever really, isn't it? Absolutely spot on and 100% true. You know, I like to say very much health is a journey. It's not a destination. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you think, great, I'm, I'm healthy. You know, I don't have to worry about it or I don't have to practice um, or be conscious of the decisions that I make. But health very much is a balancing act. Uh, sometimes there will be more stress in your life. So a good example I like to, to give is, say, for example, if you have a busy period at work and you're in a corporate job and there's deadlines to meet and more stress at work coming from that particular angle, more than ever, it's important to nourish your food, yourself with good foods mm -hmm. and get the amount of sleep that you need and drink the uh, enough water to be able to sustain your body physically to be able to cope with that stress at work. If you're in a bad position uh, health-wise and maybe you're looking at making some diet choices or implementing some you know, new healthy recipes, the added stress in your life um, from work, etc., needs to then you then need to look at that and need to change that in, and lessen it. Or it might mean taking some time off if it's an option, so you can focus on the food and lifestyle choices. Choices. So it's very much a balancing act. Health is a journey; it's not a destination, and we're very, very focused as a society again on that quick fix. So, you know, as you mentioned, losing, uh, taking a quick fix to lose weight fast or going on crash mm. diets or the next pill or miracle shake or the next supplement that's going to, you know, fix me and give me more energy. Whereas we don't look at long-term solutions and implementing changes that will last us long-term rather than implementing some quick fixes. So, those quick fixes are not substantial. I, that's why I also don't believe in dieting. I mean, it does work for some, but the crash diets, it's, it's normally not a long-term solution. Mm. And I like to encourage is taking tiny, tiny steps to implement each week. So then when you look back over a period of months, you think, geez, how did I get here? I've implemented all these small steps. And you realize you've actually made some really big changes by taking smaller steps to achieve your goal rather than just looking for a quick fast fix to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve yeah and i think some of the habits that we've created have and the the unhelpful bad habits if you will i think they have been developed over many many years for some of mm -hmm. us so trying to change those you know almost immediately or overnight or a quick fix certainly isn't Very the, the, the yeah. best case and i think we want to form new habits better habits you know sustaining habits because when we start to to do that we are then able to maintain it because it really becomes part of who we are how we approach life business you know and, and and everything that we are agreeing to do to maintain that healthy balance something else that you mentioned I think this is key is that when we look at things holistically so we may change one area of our lives and then we go well that didn't work but what we didn't do is we didn't look at say the stress like if we were trying to reform new habits to our approach of say food and exercise if we are still so stressed at work if we are still so stressed in other areas then we're not creating the right environment that enables that change to really make an impact and often we then go well that didn't work and then we end up just doing nothing so it's important to also look at other areas isn't it across the our very lives much yeah so. yeah very much so and that's why I, I really believe there's no 
no one size fits all approach mm. and you have to work with what's doable within your life and what's happening at the moment. So say, for example, I have an, a four week online program, but um, that is, you know, day one, day two, day three of meal plans, etc. But it won't be sustainable or not something that I would advise someone to start or invest with if they're working long hours at work, they're coming home, they're with the kids and they really don't have that time to invest in doing all of the recipes and the preparation and and the meal um the you know the meal preparation mm -hmm. and and the work and the exercises so they they're automatically set up to to fail and then when you start a diet and other things in your life such as your work schedule or the stress at home or whatever it may be hasn't changed and then you fail at that diet, I shouldn't use the word fail, but when it doesn't work, mm -hmm. you think, oh, well, as you said, you know, you think, oh, well, it's all over. I've tried it before. There's no point. And it makes it very disheartening. And then you just slip back into, you know, old habits or even worse habits because you feel like there is no hope. So making choices that are applicable to your lifestyle specifically as an individual is, is very much um uh, you know, an important step and set, so you, to set yourself up for success rather than failure is really, really important. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think, I think that's really, really the key is to take a look at your life and make things work for you. And, and the first place that it starts, I truly believe is by making that decision that my health is my wealth. Yeah. Number one, I need to prioritize that. So when you're at work, if you feel like you're going at 100 miles an hour and sometimes forgetting to breathe, I sometimes used to forget to breathe, believe it or not. <laughs> Air is one of those things like, I think as humans we need. You know, silly little things like that, but I'm sure a lot of women wow. will understand what it's like. Yeah. Um, so little things like that and reminding yourself, my health is first, so now I'm going to take a five-minute break or yes. I'm going to get up and go get a glass of water. So making sure that that massive ultimate um, goal that you're conscious of 24 seven is that health is number one and your health is your wealth can make it easier then for you to make smaller decisions in your day that are healthier choices mm. because you're not making um, work as your number one priority at the sacrifice of your health. So it starts with the mindset. Yes, absolutely. You know, one of the things that we said at the, or that I said at the, the beginning of the show, and it was a statistic that you sent through around 70% of our immune system being in our gut. And we've already talked about the fact that poor sleep, stress, those kind of things can really compromise our gut bacteria. Food also, choices of food that we are, are, are eating may not necessarily be something that our body, um, yeah, you know, enjoys or, or, or even yeah. can, can absorb. Speak a little bit about that because this is really new science in this particular area. I mean, for many health and wellness, uh, it, it's sort of been spoken about already. The gut we are really finding out now is fundamental. So the health of your gut and the health of, your, of the bacteria in your microbiome in your gut is fundamental to the health of yourself yes um it's even being linked to a lot of um problems that we have with mental illnesses yes. so um apart from immunity that's an interesting field that a lot of new science is now emerging mm -hmm. there are always other factors but it just goes to show that what you put into your body is absolutely fundamental in terms of how your gut operates and what you digest so the, inside our, our digestive systems, we have good and bad bacteria. 
And unfortunately, um, through the use of whether it's alcohol, prescription drugs, um, poor sleep, the foods that we eat, our lifestyle choices in general, even stress can compromise, you know, antibiotics, things like that can compromise the um, balance of this good and bad bacteria causing a bad bacteria overgrowth. Mm -hmm. Once this happens, it in turn lowers our immune system and then we come, become more susceptible to catching things like colds and flu, um, colds and uh, flus and coughs mm -hmm. and all of the stuff that's out there and you can just feel really run down all the time. So having good gut health is fundamental and key to to your overall well-being physically as well as mentally and you know a prime example of this I like to use myself because I was my best te uh, test case <laughs> and I called myself as a you know a bit of a lab experiment mm -hmm. um, so I mentioned before you know one of my symptoms that I constantly had was colds and flus and allergies all year round and I just thought I was a sickly person and I used to catch it from yes. the world mm -hmm. when I had chronic fatigue and as part of my journey I started healing my gut so nourishing myself with beautiful foods that were very healing and were for right for my body without causing damage and I eliminated you know alcohol and um, sugars and you know everything else I only put natural stuff into my body winter would come around and I'd had I've got no colds and flus wow. first time in like oh my god 20 30 years mm -hmm. and then you know, allergy season would come around and nothing. And I thought, what, what's happening? I'm supposed to be sick with this and <laughs> I, I, I'm not getting sick. And that's when I did a hell of a lot more research into the gut uh, immune system connection. And it really is quite prominent. So Amazing. I say happy, uh, you know, healthy belly, happy life. Like, yeah. <laughs> It really does make a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. And of course, you've only just touched on the surface. There's just so much more. And it very much is um, very much dependent on, on the individual person. So what works for someone else may not necessarily work for you. And that's where we really need to get in touch with what is going to maintain our optimal health and, and wellness. That's, you know, that's absolutely. specific to, to us. Oh, Desiree, I loved our conversation. How can people find out more? How can they get in contact with you? Oh, great. Um, so they can actually find me on Facebook. Uh, you can either search for my name, Desiree Taylor, or you can search Free Yourself Holistic Health Coaching. So jump on my Facebook page and uh, follow me. I post on there very regularly some Facebook live posts as well as um, some blog pieces and recipes, etc., that you can have access to. Fantastic. Uh, so I have um, a, obviously a website, which is www.freeyourselfholistichealth.com.au. I'm on Instagram, Desiree uh, A. Taylor. And you can always email me, Desiree, at freeyourselfholistichealth.com.au if you have any questions or even just want to reach out and tell me about your health journey and connect with someone who might just understand what you're going through. Fantastic. Well, thanks once again for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you so much again for having me, Anne-Marie. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you for joining us today. I'm sure you have taken away lots of insights and ahas. And of course, we want you to continue the conversation over on our Business and Heels Facebook pages and groups. To find out how to connect there, go to businessinheels.com for details. Tell us what's one aha that you've taken away from today's show. And of course, what's one action step that you're committing to within the next 24 hours to get into action? One of those may be getting in contact with Desiree so that you can continue 
you to grow in areas of your health and wellness, which is so important if you want to grow a successful career and a successful business. We can't wait to read your comments and connect with you at one of our upcoming in-person or online networking events. And remember, get clear, walk with confidence as your destination is closer than you think.